Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. America. Hello, Ohio. Hello, 216-440-330. Welcome to the Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses. I am in Los Angeles and joining me from Chicago, Illinois, it is Dr. Gates Merriman. Gates, how are you, dude? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Pete? You know what? All in all, I'm alive. Uh, I yep. have a place to uh, rest. I have a place to eat. Um, I have a, a wife, and uh, that should just be a show where you name everything you have, name every possession that you own. Dog, have. other dog, yes, desk, bike, shoe, fan, two shoes. Yep, I think that's it. That's that's what the people are. And that's your for. estate. That is it. That's everything that I own that I will be auctioning off at some point here in the near future. Um, well, good. I'm glad to hear you're you're thriving in these times. Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well myself. Um, you actually just hopped on a flight recently. Yeah, I flew on an airplane from uh, Cleveland to Chicago. Uh, visited my mother for Mother's Day, which she was thrilled about. Got to see her little granddaughter. My nice. my daughter chose Mother's Day to say Dada for the first time and hasn't said <laughs> Mama yet, so she's a sociopath. Um, takes after her father, I see. <laughs> we'll deal with it later. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I flew a quick little flight and the most terrifying part of flying for me is always flying because I'm, I'm very aware that I'm 30,000 feet in the air with like almost nothing between me and that air. And I, I, so I panic attacks for other reasons. So frankly, I wasn't all that worried about the fact that like half the people weren't wearing masks, like people sitting pretty close to each other. Um, but I made it, and uh, it's probably no worse than a lot of the exposure at the hospital, or even just like being out and about. Who knows? Hey, man, you know what? You're a doctor, so everyone on this podcast, which is just me, is going to defer to you. I was hoping that at this point, given um, the public support of doctors recently, that it was going to be like, you know, they bored um, like people with small babies first and military members. Do you think they're going to start doing that with doctors? Because that would be fantastic. I think you guys so, make too much money to garner the same kind of sympathy. Well, not right now, but yeah, I guess ultimately. Um, if you took a 80% pay cut, I would be happy to let you board a plane first. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. That's fair enough. Um, and frankly, I'm too like afraid on airplanes to respond to a, is there a doctor on the flight <laughs> call so it's not like my my doctoring doesn't do anyone any good up in the air i will say i sometimes have the unbridled confidence of someone who would just say i am a doctor even though i'm not that's my first instinct so just to see how it plays out yeah it'd be like you know what i i, I jumped I, I just i did a cpr class once i got way too ahead of myself here like, oh you said doctor i thought you said actor yes Ugh. that's right 
thought you God. said. I thought you said narcissist. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Got it. Okay, my bad. My bad. Um, well, uh, Gates, listen. If there's one thing this podcast, it's not. It's timely. Uh, and uh, you know what you get with the rebuild when when we're hosting it. It's um podcasting when we want. Um, and only that. And so now it's time for us to let all the other podcasts get their draft analysis out of the way and set the table for us to give you the definitive outlook on the Cleveland Browns 2020 draft. All right, dudes, quick break to tell you about Bet Online. With currently no NBA, NHL, or baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but still, my friends, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. I mean, listen, you're making a good rack of ribs. You don't just you don't just throw it in a hot oven right away. Okay, you let it you let it marinate, I think. I don't know how to make ribs. Yeah, I you have no I have no I I mean, I was going to say do you put ribs in the microwave? I have no concepts. I, I don't I th- there's probably like eight ways to make ribs, but the way that we're making these ribs, and now I'm being metaphorical, is that we are discussing a topic that happened uh like almost a month ago now. At yeah, least yeah. two or three weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. Slow, we're slow cooking them. We're slow cooking this yeah. pod. So that's the NFL draft. Have you heard of it? Heard America? of it, anyone? I will say also, um, shouts to uh, Roger Goodell's basement. Having that kind of just like that vibe Weird of a, little place. Of, of like, I have, like, I'm in New England. I'm in like the East Coast. I have so much money and just like no taste. Like it yeah. just... Like there was just like, like the, just the only like design factor was just like wealth. I thought it was like, oh, and this is where like the man cave will be. And we'll just like, you know, put all this wood right. here and leather and like TV. Like I just, like I got, and that's I, like the smallest little alcove of his basement as well. Like that wasn't, I doubt that's a space that he uses very often. It was just, <laughs> you know, who wouldn't be the top of my list to MC any major event on television or otherwise is, uh, Mr. Roger Goodell, but that's what we got. I, you know what I did appreciate? I appreciated when he got exhausted and sat in his chair. I thought that I like was that actually, too. I was like, you know what? Just like be be a person who has someone bring you a card over that you read. Like, come on, thank you, thank you for cutting the bullshit. And also, is it possible that Roger Goodell is funny? Because that was a pretty funny thing to do, just to <laughs> just sit back in your chair and be like, all right. <laughs> With the like ninety thousandth pick of the draft, the Lions select. <laughs> I I thought they were gonna switch to someone else's basement, like they do with the yeah. other drafts. Uh, um, yeah, like let other people read them off. I mean, I guess that would just be logistically difficult. But why not for day two have I, <laughs> I don't know anybody anybody else do it? Have Tony Romo read them off? That'd be much more fun. 
I, you know, it really could anyone could have been fine. Also, big ups to the the biggest winner of the night, clearly, uh, Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury for living in God. the Arizona version of the Parasite House. That was just the coolest coolest house. What a place to live! I, you know, I just mean, just impeccable. I my 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 dream is really just to live somewhere that like <laughs> where there's nothing inside. I don't know why that like gets me going so much, but like. Just the it idea. Just so of, comfortable. That couch alone. I know. If I ever own a, a couch as good as that, I'll be thrilled, let alone a living room or a whole house as, as nice as that. Um, and in, in case anyone was skeptical that we were coming up with pretty old, stale takes here, talking about Cliff Kingsbury's house has got to be the oldest and the stalest. This is hey. being buzzed about within moments of the picture being tweeted by the Cardinals. And yet here we are. Middle of May. Slow rack of ribs, baby. <laughs> All right, buds. We're going to take a break to talk about Blue Chew. Gentlemen, looking to last a little longer? Go a few extra rounds. Get BlueChew.com popping. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office to spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's the great deal, butters. Visit bluechews.com. And get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that is B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Browns, I would say... Uh, the nerd squad, the geek squad, had a better <laughs> draft than John Dorsey ever had. True or false? Um, obviously impossible to say, but I sure did like it. I can't. I'm trying to think the last draft that I didn't like, though. Like, what was the last time that you were just like, oh, boy. <sighs> There was some because I don't know if there's been a single draft that I haven't been able to talk myself into this, instantaneously. I mean, that's true. We're always going to say we're going to the Super Bowl after anything happens, whether it's the draft, free agency, the schedule release, whatever it is. I do think yeah. that you know, if you go back and listen to conversations that we had in like February, which I don't think anyone should do. I'm definitely not recommending anyone go back and listen to old episodes of this unless you yeah. are on drugs or like. You know, my mother, I would say. Other than that, <laughs> like, or yeah, or, or Gates's mother, for that example. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, overall, like, we had a conversation about what were the holes on this team. And between free agency and the draft, I thought they did had a combination of taking best player available and, like, kind of filling every need in a way that I haven't felt as like a complete off season we've ever had before. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I was going to say is that like the, the draft in terms of the players, I, I like it. Like I like every draft, but I, what I really like about it is it seems like this group of people actually 
are like adults and know what they're doing and have a plan and stick to it. Like the um, just organization that emanates from this team is something that I don't think we've seen kind of ever. And it's, it's pretty nice. It gives you a lot of faith. Yeah, they're just like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We believe in this, and that's what's going to happen. And, and they, then you they didn't do get, it. Right. And they didn't get too cute. They didn't, like, try to be smarter than everybody in the room by, you know, there was a lot of talk about, like, oh, they're going to trade out and get Ezra Cleveland. And, like, he's going to be just as good as these top four offensive linemen. No, they took, like, what may be the best offensive lineman, but definitely one of the consensus top four guys. And they did that, and then they moved on, and they kept addressing things that we didn't really have or that we need to, like, kind of shore up for the future. We should also be honest, too. The fact we know nothing about football at all is, like, always, you know, top of mind here. But Joe Thomas having the biggest boner for Jedrick Wills you could possibly have is an encouraging sign to me. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's got to be a good thing. Uh, Joe Thomas has had some pretty bad takes over the years, though. He was very much, uh, he like wrote an article on, um, what's that website where the players write articles? Oh, the Players, players Tribune? Tribune. Yeah, I think he wrote one like in defense of Hugh Jackson after the 0-16 season going into that final year. So that one wasn't great. And then he he also was very much like, start Tyrod, don't let Baker play at all. Um, but I all that can be pushed aside because I love Joe Thomas like a father or a, or a brother. I'll probably say a father, a brother and a son. Yeah. And like, like maybe a romantic interest, quite frankly, I just love him so much. Throw it in there, dude. Uh, whatever yeah. he needs. Uh, I would say though, like if there's one thing he's going to probably know something about, it would be tackle. So that should make you feel better. <laughs> I know I do. I feel very good. I mean, seeing his reaction and hearing him, uh, have talked about Jedrick Wills uh, ever since then, and even before then has been very encouraging. I think the Grant Delpit pick is probably the most exciting for me because it kind of shows how analytical, like analytics dudes and Ivy League guys also just means you're like doing something that's sometimes commonsensical. Like this guy would have been a top 15 pick a year ago, but because he like sprained his shoulder and played through a high ankle sprain, he yeah, like which seems hard, right? I you know as someone who fell off a bird scooter ten months ago and is still recovering, like uh, yeah, and 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 as someone who growing up and I'm talking about you here tore ligaments in his knee every time like he got out of his mom's car. Oh, Gates, um, I I'll, I'll, listen. The last knee surgery I had stemmed from us playing touch football next to a pool yeah yeah that's right that's right and you would you you blew out your knee and you're like oh my knee and we were also like used to it at that point and just over it that we just all started laughing because we just thought you were being dramatic but you had you had ruptured yet another acl i mean how many acls do you have all it it, it was all all menisci oh it was menisci so it was all menisci so there was like always the illusion of like it's fine which is even worse frankly because i feel like at least an acl it's like you know you can't. Yeah, pe- really. people like hear about that on on ESPN. Right. Meniscus is like, oh, oh yeah. Do you do you need to get surgery for that? Do you need to repair that? That is always the question, and for me, the answer has always been yes. Um, yes, but Delpit is like fills the. I, I I still don't understand. I watched every Browns game and follow everything. 
And I still don't understand what happened to Demarius Randall, like how that fell apart so fast. But it just seems like this guy is someone who should, who's basically, I think, has a higher ceiling than Jabril, I would say. I think so, too. I think he can, well, Jabril, um, Jabril kind of didn't stand a chance in in that defense where he was like 40 yards off the, uh, off the line of scrimmage, but all the same, I, I like they never knew what to do with him. Like maybe now, even just a couple of years later, if he was drafted right now, maybe he would be more of like a Derwin James type. But now right. I feel like he's just kind of he's kind of just been ruined by playing too many positions without knowing how to do it. Um, I think I don't know. I don't know what's happened to him since we traded him. Obviously, <laughs> but uh, yes, I like the Grant Delpit pick a lot. It just seems like one where. Whereas maybe the more old school football guys will be like, well, you can't tackle. And if you can't tackle, blah, blah, blah. And our guys look at it and say like, yeah, he had a down tackling year. He has these kind of elite skills that you can't replace. We can probably teach some tackling. And there are also some reasons that maybe he wasn't um, performing athletically uh, as well as he would have. So and also, I like a, the Delphi pick. What a fucking baller move that they jumped down three spots too to pick up an extra third rounder, and he was still sitting there for him. That's where I was like, oh shit, now we're getting too cute. But it seems like, unless they're just lying and they never wanted Grant Delphi, they wanted somebody else. Um, it it seems like they executed that perfectly, picked up like an extra fifth rounder. So yeah, they just seem like without obvious, there wasn't even a draft or war room this year. But just kind of the picture I have of even the virtual war room of of this leadership group is just like calm and like looking through the scenarios they already talked about uh, and what decision that leads them to versus, you know, Ray Farmer having Jimmy Haslam be like, hey, get up there and, and draft Johnny Manziel like or else, <laughs> or else you're fired probably. Um, there's just no like... <laughs> You know, no knee-jerk reactions, no kind of emotional, uh, emotional kind of ticks or like or or just just reaches that we've done so much in the past. Yeah, it's really yeah the, the the calm and the confident, the quiet confidence has really been reassuring throughout all of this, including not getting too hyped for stuff too. I think you know to me, I you know Jordan Elliott seems like uh, not the big run stopper we need, but a good rotational guy. I don't have too much to say about him. I am more excited about Jacob Phillips. I feel like the guy who's like... Is that the, the linebacker? Yeah, the LSU linebacker, yeah, yeah. like leading tackler in, you know, on a national championship team. Like, I have no problem with drafting just LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State. I feel like that's what the Bengals and the Ravens and the Steelers have been doing forever. Yeah, just guys who like were really good in high school, continued being really good in college, and are more likely to probably still be pretty good in the NFL. Yeah. Seems seems like a good recipe. Yeah. I mean, that being said, though, <laughs> the opposite of that is uh, the guy I'm most excited about is that tight end whose name I don't know. Harrison Bryant from FAU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So non-Power 5 conference winner of the best tight end in the country trophy. Uh, which is, like, insane. I mean, think about the the – people he's up against and like their pedigree and just their you know the the spotlight that they have for being in the programs that they're in and he was good enough to win that it's it's pretty nuts i mean he went up against akuda at osu and like uh like he uh 
Like he <laughs> he crushed him. He like he like one on one had two receptions against him. Like he is way too talented to be there. I love how we're stacking our tight end room. Like the clock's ticking mm-hmm. in Joku. Uh we've got Injoku, Hooper, Her- uh Bryant and now and Mr. Carlson like Mr. Carlson, old the, reliable. Yeah, old reliable Mr. Mr. Carlson, another Ivy League brat like you know, we're, we're, we're playing two tight ends and two receivers all the time. We might as well have as many awesome options as at tight end as we do at wide out. I mean, all sounds good to me. And it seemed like they were clearly the most tickled by that pick. The fact that they thought he was like a second or third rounder and still there was like seemingly the most excited they got. So, I mean, like if they're excited, I'm excited because I don't know shit about anything. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I I love the pick. It was just like he just seems he seems like he could do a lot of shit. Um, and that's as far as my my tight end analysis goes, or kind of any uh, position analysis I have. But like he just he seems good, and he seems like he could continue to be good. And I think that is good if hey, you want your football team to be good. That yeah yeah. Put that that quote on. Uh, I don't know. What do you put quotes on these days? I don't know. Your refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. Put, put it, people of the rebuild, print that, write, type it out, print it, <laughs> send it into a refrigerator magnet company. They'll send it to you in two to six weeks oh. um, and then put it on your refrigerator. Take a picture, send it to us. Oh. Um, if you do that, I'll send you $200. I promise I'll send $200 to whoever does that. Wow. Just one time. First guy. Wow. Uh Next pick in the in the fifth round, center from Washington, Nick Harris, who everyone says he's got short arms and is slightly undersized, but also everything. Like as like, a, you know, you don't need the biggest lineman in the zone blocking scheme, which he kind of also ran a version of. Seems to me just like a perfect insurance pick for Treader you know, building towards the future, uh, just seems, just love this fucking pick. We have suddenly like fantastic O-line depth and obviously getting Conklin started it, but getting Conklin allows Chris Hubbard, who you do not want to be a starter, um, allows him to be a backup guy and you can plug Chris Hubbard into a game and have it not be a total catastrophe. You don't want him, you, I can't emphasize this enough. We know very well that you don't want to rely on Chris Hubbard as like your plan A on the line. But now he's a backup guy. Now um, we have Drew at right guard. We have a guy like Drew Forbes coming back. We have Wyatt Teller, who's like supposed to emerge into things. Um, We have, like you said, uh, this center, whose name I have also forgotten because the draft was three and a half years ago. (laughs) We have him as as depth. We just have a lot of Nick Harris. Nick Harris. Kendall Lamb. I don't know what he does well, but. You know, he's still around. So suddenly we have starting caliber guys, um, I think, at pretty much every spot, but maybe not right guard. And then we have, like, guys that in the past we would have to force into starting roles uh, who are there as backups. The thing that I think I'm most excited about is actually our six-round pick, Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan. You can't overstate how poorly he was developed and utilized at Michigan but this guy yeah. is a fucking stud. And the fact that he's got a chip on his shoulder, he was a top five recruit coming out, top five recruit in the country coming out of 
yeah, coming out of high school. Like he gets to kind of work behind OBJ and Landry, who are just say what you want, like the most dedicated, hardworking, like meticulously yeah. preparing wide receivers in the game. And he gets to kind of like it's like what if Antonio Callaway was six foot three and like not going to work his way out of the league immediately. Um, <laughs> you know, he can return kicks. It just, I, I feel like again, someone who can contribute immediately, but there's not the pressure on them going forward to kind of deliver right away. And especially we're never going to, like, when are we going to have three, three receivers on the field? I feel like basically never. Well, when we do, it's going to be our boy, Richard Higgins back in the mix for That's like, right. $200,000. It is funny that he signed, he basically signed like a one-year deal for like 200 grand, a bologna sandwich, and a Dodge Dart. That was his contract. (laughs) I know, but I, you know what? I absolutely, I got, I love Richard Higgins. I think he's like, I think he's perfect. And especially just as like a possession receiver on a third and long or third and like eight sort of situation. Just, just love him there. With doesn't have to actually do anything. Like you said, we're we're never we're gonna have three wide. What fifteen percent of the time? Pull that number out of my ass. I have no idea, but not very. Hey, good. I believe it. Yeah, fifteen percent. I hope it's exactly fifteen percent, and I hope we get hired by the <laughs> Cleveland Browns next year. All right, Gates. That was our quick analysis of the draft. Uh, overall, what's the grade you you you, you give uh, Stefanski and AB and the boys? I give them an A, an A. Okay, I'll I'll do A because they just they were smart, they were good, they didn't try to do too much, they didn't try to do too little. What about you? I give them an A plus. Fuck it. What do I care? Yeah, give them an A plus, and then uh, a year from now, when like half the guys are out of the league somehow, and Stefanski's <laughs> fired, we'll we just won't talk about this. Yep. Again, none of this matters. We have no idea what we're talking about. Gates, thanks for joining me. Uh, guys, leave a review and I'll say whatever you write on the pod. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten any recently, have we? Nope. Five stars. We've gotten some five stars. No reviews. Don't be shy, guys. We are going to continually bring you the heat whenever we find time to do so. Right. Consider this like a history podcast. <laughs> a it history happened of- a long time ago, and we're talking about it now. That's right. And next week, check us out as we talk about the uh, the French Revolution as well. That'll be we get more. <laughs> um, all right, Gates. Uh, good stuff, man. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs>